But are we ready to um, roll VT, as they say? If I said the word Christmas to you, how does it make you feel? Just shout it out. You don't need to put your hands up. Shout it out. Really happy. What does it make you feel over this side, guys? Very quiet. I bet you're not quiet at home, are you? Especially Christmas. How about the adults in the audience? How does it make you feel? Whoa, wow, I like that. It is. It's a happy time, isn't it? You see the kids. Last, last week we had the kids' parties, and uh, there was certainly some excitement in the room when Father Christmas came to visit them, I tell you. And you look out around you, you'll see the lights. There's lights at the back of the hall. There's lights on houses all these days, these time. They just make things look a little bit brighter. People seem friendlier at this time of year. People who wouldn't normally just bump into you as they're walking past, they'll say hello. If you look around Edinburgh, there's ice skating. There's, um, there's lots of good food stalls. There's always extra places to go at Christmas. There's always parties to go. Who likes a good party? We've got a few party people in here. I like a good party. All the films that are on telly. Kids, have you got any fav favorite Christmas films? What? It's a Wonderful Life. Excellent. Very good. Any other favorite Christmas films? Huh? Elf. Elf, yeah. Nativity. We do. We like nativities in our house. You know what? All these films, they all have a happy ending. Sometimes stuff in the middle goes badly wrong, but at the end, is always a happy ending, okay? Who likes singing along with the songs when they're walking around the shops? Bit of Slade rocking it out there. Bit of Band-Aid, singing some carols. It's a good time, isn't it? And it's a time for families to get together. <coughs> in 2012, a journalist with the New York Times surveyed 20,000 people. Um, all throughout the year, from various religions and those of a non-religious background as well. And this is his study. He says, the data reveals that we are actually happier than usual on holidays. Not a surprise. I'm happier on a holiday than going to work. In fact, Christmas Day, although not celebrated by everyone, is the happiest day of the year by a significant margin. So that's 20,000 people in the United States overall think that Christmas Day is the happiest day of the year. He says, one of the main reasons as that we spend more time interacting with our friends and family, and as it turns out, doing so is a positive predictor of happiness. So being around friends and family, which is what we do at Christmas time, makes us happier. Okay, so that's pretty cool. <coughs> Excuse me. But Christmas isn't always happy for everyone. Maybe the Christmas picture that we paint of uh, love and security isn't something that you felt in your home when you're growing up. We make a point in kids' work that we strive always to provide a safe place for the kids, to love them unconditionally the way God loves them. But maybe when you were growing up, that wasn't you. Maybe this year there's no money for presents or food. Maybe there's no family around. Maybe this year there's an empty seat at the table where somebody was sat last year. There's never a good time to lose a loved one, but at Christmas it always seems so much harder. And actually today is um, the 10th anniversary of my dad going to be with his father. So you know, there's something about Christmas that's always slightly different now. 
It's not quite the same as it was. But despite that, even if it's not the happiest, why is Christmas the most wonderful time of the year? Okay. I need a help from one of the lighthouse people. Can I get some reading from a lighthouser? Anyone want to do any lighthouse reading? Olivia, you come and read for us. You've got a lovely reading voice. Much better than mine. Okay. Yeah, that nice close to your mouth. And there was the shepherds living out in the flocks nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of lords appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring good news that will cause great joy of people. Today in town, David the Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven on earth. Peace to those in whom the favour rests. Thanks, Olivia. That's brilliant. (coughs) Okay, so three things today quickly. Why it is the most wonderful time of the year. Firstly, in verse 11... The angel spoke about the Saviour's birth. In one version it says, this is what the angel says, it says the Saviour. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born. The angels got excited when they brought this message. And if the angels are getting excited about the message they're bringing, I think that's pretty good news. It talked about Jesus, who's both man and God. Miraculously conceived grew in Mary's womb like any other child would do, born, raised as a boy, suffering the same temptations as us, but uniquely qualified to be a saviour to the shepherds, to the wise men, to the innkeeper, to the angels, not the angels, um, to the, um, to the, the census takers and everyone. He is the only person, because he is both God and man, who is able to bear the sins of man and die for us. So that's one reason why it is the most wonderful time of the year. The second reason why it's the most wonderful time of the year is because of the good news. Verse 10, as Olivia just read, um, said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Jesus came as a savior. He came as a man, but he was more than a man. He came as a great teacher, much more than a great teacher. He came to challenge the authority figures, but he came to do much more than do that. He didn't come to overthrow the Roman Empire like some people thought the Messiah was going to do. Much, much more than that. He came as a savior to us all. When somebody's in great peril and their life's in danger, the only thing they want to know is that a savior's on the way. There might be a doctor, might be a fireman, might be a policeman, you don't know. But when their life's in peril, you don't want to know what the weather's going to be like in 24 hours' time. You don't care whether the stock market's going up or down. You don't care about anything other than whether there's a saviour coming. And our lives are in peril. We are in mortal danger. But the angel says, don't worry, there's a saviour coming. Jesus is coming. 
And the good news is true. Okay? It's a story we hear every year. We tell it from generation to generation. It's the greatest story ever told. Because it's true. Jesus was born in a stable that day. The Son of God was born. Now, quick survey. Who's seen the new Star Wars film? Just a couple of hands. A couple of hands. Oh, I haven't yet, but I'm looking forward to it. But spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's not true. Do you know that? There's no such thing as a Jedi. There is no force. I will never own a lightsaber. Actually, Claire, put it on my Christmas list. <laughs> it's just a good story. But Jesus coming, many, many prophecies in the Old Testament pointed to Jesus coming. We knew which town he was going to be born in. We knew his lineage, all sorts of stuff like that. Luke, in the beginning of the gospel, that was a um, bit from Luke that Olivia beautifully read. Luke said when he was writing to um, Theophilus, he said, he carefully examined everything, all the accounts, before he wrote down what was going to happen. He'd looked into it very carefully and found it to be true. It is a true story. And if it's true that Jesus came as a saviour, not just for those 2,000 years ago, but for you and for me, then I think that is pretty good news. The shepherds, when they heard the good news, how did they respond? What did they do? Did they sit around thinking about it? They didn't. They got up and they ran to see Jesus. As soon as the wise men saw the star, they packed up the donkeys and off they went. The good news is something that we have to consider right now and not put off until another day. And if it is true, if Jesus is who he said he was, if it's true that Jesus is who all the scriptures and the prophecies pro proclaimed he was going to be, then it means we can't just treat the Christmas story as a nice story. We need to determine what is our response to the good news. Are we going to let Jesus rescue us? So that's the second reason. Firstly, why it's the most wonderful time of the year, the angels spoke about the Savior's birth. Secondly, because it was good news. And lastly, it's the most wonderful time of the year because it's for all of us. God um, spoke first to the shepherds, people who were kind of despised in that day and age, uh, very lowly, but then God has always used the lowly to bring his, uh, his message and display his grace. He says, I've come to save the righteous, not that I have not come to save the righteous, but the sinner. And the shepherds' response was really important. When they heard the message from the angels, they could have around, sat around thinking, yeah, that's a nice story. What do we think? What should we do? But they didn't. It says they got up straight away and they ran. They ran to go and see Jesus. Each one of those shepherds that heard the message from the angels knew that it was just for him. And it was just for the guy next to him, but it was just for him. And when they got to the stable, did it look, do you think, like a saviour? Did the baby Jesus look like a saviour? Lying there, 
in a trough that animals feed out of. It's probably very smelly, probably dirty. And it'd have been quite easy to think, you know what? I think we come to the wrong place. I think we've gone somewhere else. But that's not what the shepherds did. The shepherds believed the message the angels had sent them. They believed that good news. And they went back, and it says they told everyone about it. The good news that they had received, they passed on to the next person, and the next person, and the next person. And 2,000 years later, we're still passing on that good news. So what's our response to it being the most wonderful time of the year? Do we decide it's for others, but not for me? Or do we recognize that God sent Jesus because we need a savior, and he is the only one? A sergeant was explaining to a group of soldiers about to make their first parachute jump, what to do if their main chute did not open. And he says, snap back immediately into a tight body position, then pull the ripcord of your reserve chute. It will open and bring you safely to the ground. One private nervously raised his hand. What's your question, soldier? The sergeant called out. Uh, How long do I have to pull the reserve cord? And the sergeant looked him in the eye and says, the rest of your life. And today, if you're asking the question, how long do I have to respond to the good news, to the most wonderful time of the year? And the answer is, you have the rest of your life to respond to that. But we don't know how long our lives are. We have got no idea how long they're going to be. So I would encourage you, don't wait till tomorrow. Respond to the Savior today.